Digimon Adventure Try Period Part 3 colon Confession Released July 1st, 2017 The same day as our previous entry on the Digimon Digithon I'm Dylan Lavento. I'm, I'm Joe Nick- Wetmore Oh, oh. And I'm different. stepping on Joe's You've, intro. Didn't we discuss the order of this? I guess I'm usually the last one. I'm Nick Nundall. Uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> think we have an established order, but here we go. Digitime. Another Digimon adventure that we embarked on, gentlemen. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How, how do we How do we feel about it? Better. <laughs> it, it, yeah. In a word, an improvement. It's an improvement. It's not a good movie, um, but it has. It's like it's like the writers have learned like some basic writing things, like stakes, setups, payoffs, uh, consequences, and also. Some of like the the big thing is I think the emotional weight is shifted from the humans who are horrible and boring and like the worst characters in animated fiction <laughs> to the Digimon who have the worst voices in animated fiction but are still cute and so I feel bad when they're sad and that made me feel something which made this movie significantly better than the others. Uh, out of curiosity, which is your least favorite Digimon voice? Probably or Digimon character. I, maybe uh, is it Agumon is the one that's like always hungry. Um, yes, I mean they're the kind of all always hungry, yeah. but yes, yeah, they've they've, it's, they've now all adopted that trait. They've they've all got that vo- that kind of whiny baby voice too. It's just well, not they're a trying good... to do. I think it it's like is I think it's because it was like a Fox Kids thing, and it, the era that it came up in when they created these voices. I think there's maybe some sort of school of thought that followed like um, the Simpsons through like to this because everybody has the kind of like Bart Simpson. The Bart, oh, the man. early days Bart Simpson, the raspy, okay. just babied up uh, a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. When they're in their baby form, obviously. Right, and then they get serious, and then they right. talk and like this, which is <laughs> yeah better. It's right, yeah, marginally, yeah. Uh, I think my least favorite is Tentomon, which is Izzy's Digimon, the flying centipede. I kind of like him actually. I, I like kind of well. I liked him now because of this movie, which we'll get to. Like he has. The best Digimon moments, I think. Yeah, it's just his entire character development is that he makes a pun, and then the 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 follow up joke to the pun is, "I don't even know what that means." And he's like, got kind of like this wormy, like confused, like, "Oh no, we shouldn't be doing this, guys!" And it dr- just drives me up a wall. Well, that's fair. They they do all suck. <laughs> They're they, all pretty <laughs> awful. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's not let's not pretend that any of them are good characters. They're just they have the thing that they have going for them in this movie is that they're cute, and it's sad when sad things are cute. Uh, I I I do feel it could like be sadder. It could, they could be, be sadder. Well, the more one, expressive and more animated. The one they could be more expressive. They are definitely very sad. Like they try so hard with yeah, the sad. Yeah. The one that um what what is DK or TK or. Is it TK? TK is yeah. yeah. TK, Donkey Kong is out in this TK movie. TK is Digimon, whose name I can't Patamon. remember. Gets, Patamon gets a lot of attention in this movie, and I think that is like probably the strongest part of the movie. Um, yeah, because that one is maybe the most cute, and and so and, and like 
understands what what's sad about the the, the scenario um, without sure. fully comprehending it, and that like I think I think we, we've kind a of child's about, understanding, yeah. perhaps. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's a child. It's, yeah, it's like a and that's an interesting. Like comparing them to children, do you think they uh, like? Do you think their like maturity evolves as they digivolve? It does. Or do you think it's like a child's a child's level of no I, understanding of the world? They do as they digivolve. They they're supposedly like aging and becoming sort of newly mature. It seems like until they but then they regress. Yeah. yeah, which is so weird. Um, and do they hold on to those memories when they're in those forms, or is it like blacking out? We have no idea. Well, this movie sure has a lot to say about all of those topics. Does it? D- Digimon <laughs> memories and oh yeah, yeah, and maturity levels. Yeah. Any any other feelings about the about the movie before we dive in? I think the, it's going to be best to like talk about it as we get to the scenes rather than. Yeah, I agree. All right, so uh, this movie, uh, as opposed to starting in the beginning, it starts where all modern media starts almost disappointing that it didn't yeah. do that like i thought that we would get a little more lore with each one that's in the beginning yeah. each time and it would sort of like build this mono creation myth nope just done with that moving on yeah yeah it's now silly we're gonna yeah. fly this plane yeah uh the least ex- the least exciting <laughs> plane mishap landing film <laughs> ever like <laughs> yeah well i mean so basically so this is played it's landing at that airport that same goddamn airport that they make so much, like i get the, the like a like a set designer or something that like a background artist like spent a lot of time yeah. on like the airport as a scene in these movies like well we got to keep using it because like look at all this work jim did it just saves money i think that is all it comes down to you reuse you reuse reuse uh so this plane's coming in you have two pilots you have the more senior pilot and then you have this co-pilot that's like the younger guy also kind of looks like mr nishijima and looks <laughs> prepubescent um and then the the plane goes haywire and like all the electronic instrumentation uh fails and so they're like oh we're gonna have to land it manually well no so what the guy says in this perilous situation where they're going to have to manually uh land this commercial jet he goes i guess we're gonna have to wing it and then they should have just died right then and yeah. there but <laughs> played far wide <laughs> yeah. shot and explodes <laughs> yeah a little mushroom cloud on the on the tarmac no they they land it without without any sort of uh yeah it is so struggle. so easy for them to do which you would hope that is the reality of the situation that if a train pilot had to land a plane they could but what a boring way to be like oh there's so much peril nah nah not right. really it's a bit, not a big deal like, look at the stakes this movie has yeah where where trained pilots can safely land a plane without yeah. the need of all this electronic equipment uh but it's kind of setting up that there are more yes electronic disturbances uh in the world or in in japan specifically in the area of japan that they're in um so then we get a cut to uh, the school festival again, which is really confusing because I thought that was like an afternoon, like a single afternoon event, but they make it seem like it was like a multi-day party kind of thing. Are you sure? Well, so there are a couple of things that keep me in. So like me, Mimi and make Mimi and May May's uh, outfits are different. So it's definitely good a different point. day. Well, they could have uh, changed, but that is a good point. Does it? Yeah, but they made such a big deal about not 
wearing the same uniform. But does so. anything from the first 20 minutes matter is, I think, the bigger question. <laughs> yeah. Sure. It is the slowest, most pointless part of this movie. They're trying to set stuff up, but they're not. It, none of it's that meaningful. It could have been done so much quicker and, and so much more yeah. entertaining. I mean, there, there's definitely like an inciting incident where things get interesting, but I, I don't, I don't feel like almost anything from the first 20 minutes is actually relevant. Almost like, yeah. Well, I'm trying. Like, I, I have a hard time tying like timestamps to like yeah the, the notes I have. So I don't know specifically like when. I mean, like, yeah, it, it does like the same thing the other two movies do, where it's like a little like coverage of like yeah what's this person doing what's that right person doing? what's, what's that person doing interesting about this one is that it is like immediate whether it is the same day as the festival or the festival's a couple days and this is the last day of it it is like picking up pretty quick after the end of the previous movie yeah. um day or days whatever it is you know and uh and so we get a check-in with every character mako is both reasonably heartbroken but also pretending to not be so, of course, if anyone doesn't know or doesn't remember from the last one, Mako's uh, Digimon, also named Mako, Mekumon, um, has become infected and turned evil. And so imagine... And murdered like, a big sexy furry, too. Let's not forget yeah, that. Yeah, right. Yeah. The, the, the most heinous of crimes. So I feel like if I lost a cat, I would take a day off work right oh. like if i if i had like a bad thing happen like that where i was real upset like something i was that attached to i i would take some time off and just chill out she's like i'm gonna finish out this festival pretend everything's okay and she only cries after she's like alone and away from everything i mean i i don't i i actually like everyone there's so many different ways to deal with grief right like i don't okay, disbelieve fair, that choice fair and point. also like not to like like digimon are like people too like that's what i was going to escalate yeah. to i was going to say if you lose a if you lose a pet you're going to be upset this is like like a, a child they even say that at one point in the movie that they're like their children this is a sentient being that has turned evil potentially with right. no hope of ever returning to you so, so that's the thing that's like i mean that's a little different like like compartmentalizing that is a little different than like a a, a loved one dying uh, I feel like, like it's very similar, and everybody's yeah, but, giving I mean, her like, a hard it'd be time. Like, you know, my 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 son is my child has joined a terrorist cell as opposed to <laughs> being completely dead. If I if that is equivalent though to taking an <laughs> afternoon off, you would be like, yeah, "Fuck, right, I, right. I need to just chill out away from this situation," but and not be like, I, "But Joe's point is valid." You uh, might well, grieve yeah. that way. You might it's, try to work through it. Yeah. Uh, um, the other the other thing though, that I think that what's like the the downside of this is that her grief is boring um and that's <laughs> you're absolutely that's mean, right it is boring and it, it's kind of indicative of the problem with most of the human characters and i was thinking about this like yeah they're they, they tried to make a digimon a little more seriously instead they just kind of went with melodramatic like bland melodrama melodrama like and this is grief it's a little bit bigger than bland but it's still not handled in an interesting way except that the important thing that comes out of this is that they start mentioning her father and now he's dealing with with Mekomon's like like they're, they're setting up that there's more to Mekomon than just like I, I don't know what meets the eye what meets the yeah. eye um but Transformers. that's not that could have been done in like a minute at the beginning of the movie yeah so much quicker and also in previous movies like if we're going to introduce that character slipping in a little bit of the background connection might have been reasonable then instead of now it certainly feels like they planned it but they didn't lay the groundwork but well, this is definitely. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm now reaching the point 
and maybe you guys reached this point way earlier than me where i was like this didn't need to be six movies oh no yeah there, there's so <laughs> yeah. much there's so much fat here that you could have cut yes and like you could have told this entire storyline and like we could have been done by now yeah <laughs> like three lap digithon and we're done yeah it is very padded, but I think they want it to be. I think the the creators seem to enjoy this melodrama, and presumably there is an audience that does as well. I've just never been that audience, but like Joe said, that their their feelings are boring. Uh, Izzy, we check in with him, and he is like furiously working away at his computer, trying to solve this virus problem, trying to understand it, trying to track it, and everything. And he gets very upset with Mako and shouts at her that feelings are trivial so at least someone in the story knows how we're feeling (laughs) it happens to be (laughs) the emotionally bereft just like completely inept uh computer yeah someone i can can relate to exactly uh yeah i love that scene because he is they're back in the office they're back in izzy's office and he is just in front of his like six monitors like the thing that pisses me off is that they don't even like try to explain it with any sort of techno babble he is just like just slapping at a keyboard and then all you see is like this like default mac os like window error prop that pops up and it says no results no results no results and i'm like what if he's not actually clever at all he's just like (laughs) he's searching a file system that does not have anything right. he's after <laughs> it's just, uh, go to digimon cure fuck okay yeah. um <laughs> i keep trying to hack the system <laughs> it's not working <laughs> it's like it's like your your grandfather your boomer grandfather's understanding of how a computer works yeah. it's like that's all you just you just you just google it google's on the computer yeah um uh there's also a short scene between uh uh <laughs> ty and matt I, i'm looking over my notes now instead of ty i wrote davis which I, I don't know what part of my brain made yeah, me do that that's strange uh, but uh ty and matt uh go on a walk together after after everyone meets up at izzy's and izzy emotionally berates mako um and they talk about how their digimon reached mega level mm-hmm. evolutions last uh last episode last movie <laughs> well i think it's specifically other people's digimon doing it right like oh we yeah i guess yeah. it's hard to tell because like they never explicitly say like what a mega stage mega evolution so I, stage is i get the sense and i am totally willing to be wrong on this and, and maybe i am i think omnimon is like a mega evolution yes and so they're saying like if others can also mega evolve that takes the pressure off we don't have to always be the guys who save the day uh, and i think that's okay. like the point of the scene which is weird because it kind of feels like Matt is wanting to move on or it, it, it felt like previously Matt wanted to move on. And Ty was like, I have no purpose without Digimon in my life. Whereas now it feels like Matt is like, Ty, clearly you wanted to move on. That's right. Right. You didn't want to have any part of this. So don't worry. Other people are going to be able to, and you won't have to. I had a hard time uh, uh, understanding the point of that scene. I read it as, matt being a dick again and he wanting is to a not dick be in this associ- movie <laughs> not want to be associated with ty and so he's like hey man we don't have to you know we don't have to do the fancy fusion dance anymore if like someone else has yeah. got it taken care of uh because I, I don't want to fucking be seen around you i do think it's a little bit of that but sort of presented as a like if you want out it's you know it's okay like it's cool if you hate me it's fine right exactly. i totally hate you so yeah. i just want <laughs> I, just, I just want this to be a two-way street right 
Um, all right. So, yeah. So we have a meeting of the government agents. Uh, it's like a big boardroom. This is where, like like you guys said, uh, uh, Mako's, Mako's dad has is introduced as one of the operatives, basically. Uh, uh, Dr. Mochizuki? Um, that sounds I right. I did not write it down. We don't quite know what he's up to yet, though, at this point in the movie, right? We just see that he's doing stuff. Right, he's like some sort, of, but he he seems more sort sort of like a a lab coat kind of guy, like not a field agent. Uh, then we get to so after Matt and Ty go their separate ways, Matt goes and confronts Mister Nishijima, their prepubescent twelve uh, year old teacher mm-hmm. who is also the government agent, uh, and uh, Himi, uh, who is the the female agent, um, and gets them to like explain what the fuck is going on yeah because he's convinced somehow that they know more than they're letting on to to them to which she tries to protest this is highly irregular uh, and and then like they say nothing and she goes all right fine yeah. <laughs> just, i'll just tell you worst. everything the absolute <laughs> worst dialogue like yeah. i just hate whatever two whatever two characters enter a room and you know they need to be there to forward some sort of plot progression yeah and they're just like <laughs> like they basically, they both basically just shrug at each other like well we got to figure out we got to say something yeah. yeah it's it's kind of telling to me that the best dialogue in this movie happens when they're writing baby characters uh all the digimon because like <laughs> yeah like the, it's it's so simplified that they get to the core of what the emotional stakes are in the scene faster whereas when they're trying to write humans with complex like like characters that should be more intelligent they just end up writing a bunch of like blank sentences uh that, yeah. that fill the air and that's yeah, it definitely feels like how I would have wrote, written stuff at like fifth grade, where it's like, "You should do this. Why aren't you doing this? You're very bad for not doing yeah. this." It just like, like <laughs> no compound sentences. Just like it is. It is tough. Are, when do we get to the scene where they go and visit um, Izzy and and the, the Digimon come out? That's that's what I want to know. Oh, which time? The yeah, first there's time. A, there's there's like a few the, times. The, did they come out in the first the first scene with Izzy, or were they? Are you still talking about the Padamon the, scene, the or are you yeah, talking the, about the Padamon scene? All right, we're not oh, there yet. Way, we're, we're not yeah, there. Yet. We're 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 a little ways from that. Ugh. Is that what you're? Is that's that what you're waiting Joe, now for? All Joe, Joe wants <laughs> is this one moment. The, well, the problem is, I think that's when the movie really starts. I don't. Think, I don't disagree. Like, and and so I think we should actually. Meet. It's closer. It's closer. It's closer yeah. than than I thought. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they explained some stuff to to Matt. Um, uh, Matt leaves. There is an interesting thing here that they do set up uh, that they never really return to, but I assume it's going to be addressed later on. Maybe. I don't know. Um, that uh, Nishijima is mad at Himi for not telling Matt more. Uh, specifically the fact that <laughs> many of the Digidestined, I guess globally, Yeah. because again, we have no concept of like how many Digidestined right. there are. It feels like it's only these kids, of which there are already too many, but <laughs> that there's only these kids and apparently it's a global thing and they're right apparently it's like a justice league like <laughs> avengers kind of thing where there's just like a, a like a global task force um but yeah, west coast like, avengers and right yeah. exactly yes yes the great lake yeah. did you destiny <laughs> yes <laughs> um but they uh they say that like dozens of them are missing and that's uh that's kind of dark yeah for the way this this story has been going weird to just mention it as a background element and not show it in any way but maybe that's right. for maybe that's for later and they even have like the digital dossier things in like Endgame, where it's like they show the people's like names and shit on the screen and it says missing 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 and i'm like that's kind of fucked up yeah an odd footnote 
Yeah. Yes. Um. There's then a little subplot of like Mako isn't coming to school because she's upset, which is fully reasonable. Yeah. 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 There. There's your. There's your. There's your taking some time off. Yeah, Nick. But her friends don't treat it like it is. And even when who's the girl who goes to her? Is it Kari? It's Sora. No, Sor- it's Sora. Okay. I wrote. I thought it was Kari at first because okay. here's the thing. I thought those were just the same person yeah. for <laughs> maybe a movie and a half. There are multiple characters in this movie who are visually indistinguishable. Yeah, in right. in the frames, like in the way they're TK framed and, and everything. Joe are the two? No, I'm starting to figure out their names no, now. No, TK, no, and Joe. No. TK and Matt. TK and TK Matt. And Matt correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt yes. is the dark one. Yeah, yeah. TK, okay, so I'm not learning their names. I lied. Joe is the dark-haired one. Yeah. Matt and TK yes. are both blonde. Blonde, and they both right, wear. But one is a ties. D- dirtier blonde. Yeah, yes. but it's. <laughs> yeah, it's putting them in uniforms does not help <laughs> yeah. this problem. Right. <laughs> well, the thing is, but also like I, uh, TK and Matt both dress like assholes, just like different <laughs> kinds of assholes. Yeah. Like one wears like, their tie like, loose, the other one wears it tight to their neck. That's that's the right. Like, but I mean, beyond their beyond their school uniforms, I mean, like when they're in their casual wear, like TK looks like he rolled through like an American Eagle, and then uh, <laughs> Matt looks like he rolled through an Abercrombie and Fish. The best like, distinction, though, is that uh, Matt actually acts like an asshole, and so when you recognize the one <laughs> yes. who looks like an asshole but doesn't act like an asshole, that's that's the yes. one with that personality. That's TK. So Absolutely. Right. And the other one is Matt. Because I don't think... I can't think of any real defining characteristics for TK. Um, he does have emotions in this movie, but they're like emotions that anyone could have. Uh, right. And so... He, he loves his pet child. Yeah. He uh, loves his pet, and then he was horny for Mimi in a previous movie. Mm, okay. Wait, that, that, that was wasn't Izzy? Fuck. I don't <laughs> I know. Fuck. I could be wrong. Fuck. I thought forward. it was... I, think I actually right. thought it was... No, because he... I thought it was Joe, actually, because Joe was, like, obsessed with girls. Joe is obsessed with other secret, girls. Now he has, he has a, a girlfriend. girlfriend. All right. Yeah. I, but they've never shown on screen. Are we at that pa- pa- Padawan scene yet? <laughs> We're almost there. Okay, so the only thing I want to cover from this part where Sora comes and visits uh, 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 Mako is the fact that Mako starts to like break down again and like be really distraught because obviously she lost what is her what is seemingly her best friend, and Sora just says with like a Stepford Wives Pleasantville ass face, "You just need to pull yourself together." Yeah, like. No intonation, no seeming like sympathy. Zero sympathy. Yeah, that is my problem. And there's a recurring theme of that with her. Like, first of all, she is obnoxious when she cries, but but none of, none of her so-called friends are willing to put up with it and comfort her in like a meaningful way. No one is willing to understand and empathize with the fact that she has lost her pet child like (laughs) everyone's just like fuck it just cheer up it'll be fine and the kind of follow-up justification for that is uh uh sora talks about that there was this time where tai was distraught because agumon quote dark digivolved which whatever the fuck that means we missed out on that I guess that was in the show, but also the idea that like, well, we all witnessed Ty go through this terrible event yeah. and he came out fine. So obviously, vis-a-vis, yeah. you know, by, by, That's by how laws all... of the transitive property, any Digidestin that enters any sort of emotional peril with their Digimon will come out the other end yeah. okay. That's how human emotion always works and it always it's, will. It's so fucked up. It's terrible. And I know they're like high school students, so expecting them to be fully emotionally sound is a lot. But I don't feel like the show 
is you know is aware of that problem like they're just like no this is how you interact with people if they're sad <laughs> tell them to be happy yeah remember from the first movie where you were there <laughs> yeah. when they had that huge emotional scene at yes the very end? yes and he was like mm-hmm. get hey, over it yeah why don't like, you okay. just get over it oh that's the solution you're right <laughs> oh you figured it out thank you screenwriters yeah, that is a recurring theme of digimon okay so we now go back to Izzy's office. Joe. Oh, Joe. Joe goes back. Joe goes back to Izzy's office. Yeah. Um, Izzy has seemingly been awake, conscious, coding since the uh, the school festival, which we don't know what span of time that is because they don't clarify. But some amount of like, days. There's literally, but there is a setup. There is like a logical like dialogue setup where it's like. Izzy, how long have you been awake? And then Izzy goes, when was the, the school festival? And then that's when Joe is supposed to say, you're telling me you've been awake for three days or something to that effect? And instead, Joe goes, you telling me you've been awake? <laughs> just Does he literally just not say an answer there? Like, this like, is like the not easiest thing. This is like screenwriting 101, people. What are you doing? Well, come on. <laughs> this is Digimon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, so crying at Digimon. I, I think describing the writers like fifth grade writing level is actually pretty apt. Like, right? Generally, yeah, you really speaking. nailed it. Because you, you don't need much more than a fifth grade writing level to write like a Digimon sh- episode of a sh- like show episode of a show. It's like you just need some basic conflict resolution. But when you're writing a movie and you're trying to like up the stakes of like characterization, ah, uh, ah, uh, <laughs> ah, it's good stuff. That's the juicy bit. So, uh, all right. All right. Uh, so TK also arrives. Yeah, uh, Izzy goes to sleep, right? And yeah. and TK arrives, and it's Joe and 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 TK, and the the. I the, do the, I do feel like we should set up that the whole point is the the Digimon are being kept in the server, which is the little like playroom mm-hmm. that Izzy built in a previous yes. movie. It's a siloed intranet yeah lan connection basically because there is a virus affecting the world and we've talked about it in this episode but it is affecting like all you know like uh, the plane systems and other devices are just freaking out and digimon get it and they turn evil which is what happened to Mekumon in the previous movie so they're trying to protect all the digimon by keeping them in the server and isolating them and i think it, this is like the digirona's so, out there and they gotta self-isolate right. and this is like the, the step one like they do a couple times in this movie like the stakes are set up so much better than in other movies in the other digimon movies so we have the stakes all right so they have to be here or else they'll get caught but things get complicated in this scene the digimon come out to visit their dudes and tk is hugging padawan and then he's not social little, distancing He's a, he sees a little shit in the eyes, and he's like, "Oh shit!" And then the the it goes all like rabid and starts to bite him in the arm, blood drawn and everything. And he's like squeezing it, hugging it, and he's you know, I like, "Could not believe we saw blood in a Digimon yeah. movie." It um, was surprising as hell. Just two trickles, it like vampire bites his forearm. Yeah, yeah. And, and his we just reaction, see blood trickling down. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 like a, a good visceral moment, and his reaction is great because it's not. It, like like this is this is a character who I still don't believe has a personality, but reacts in a way that somebody <laughs> who is scared for their pet would, which is just yeah. oh my god, I need to deny that this is happening right now. I'm gonna hug it until it goes away, um, and he does. And like Joe comes over and he's like, "What's going on?" But then of course it like washes out at just the right moment, and he and the, the Digimon's also like, "What happened with his stupid little baby voice?" And uh, <laughs> and uh, you know he he ta- he convinces uh, Joe that nothing's happening, but. 
you can tell that the that Padawan Mon is still learning. It's like figuring it out. He's like something's wrong, um, and uh, it kind of, this scene starts to remind me of like the like it reminded me in the moment of Ash and Pikachu in the Pokemon movie, where it's just you know like Ash worried about his critter and like the yeah. stakes feeling genuine, right? Like this is the thing that's like 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 if this infection happens and it's 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 already had like consequences in the rest of this world um and so he decides he's going to take it with him and then uh joe is like whoa what what the, what the fuck are you doing what, the, what you can't do that padawan mon this uh realizes that that tk is trying to take him away so he like does this really big thing where he's like i want to go with my, my boy i gotta go with my boy and then afterwards when they when they get away he's like i saw that you were really worried about me and i so i knew what yeah. i had to do so i totally fucking <laughs> faked it yeah he totally fucking, but, it, but it was so good big it's tantrum like, yeah it, it's it's such a good like like basic emotions done well in yeah. accordance with the stakes of the scene and having like op- opposing forces like somebody who doesn't think they should go uh you know somebody who has more information someone who doesn't have enough information like it was just it was a it was like a weirdly well set up and executed scene in the middle like i like i i almost was like like dying up to that point and then i was like what's happening this is actually like quality entertainment right now uh and it was and then it went away and and it was bad for yeah, a little it bit doesn't longer. last it was <laughs> again. but that that scene was like remarkably good for this like not just for these movies but like in general that would have worked in a better movie well it's interesting is also like like you make the comparison of pokemon and where pokemon it's like oh i have legitimate concern for like this this creature this this animal companion this friend of mine and then in this one it's like you know it's got a bit of that you know zombie movie vibe where it's like oh no my my animal that i am also worried about is also the bomb like it's also like the patient zero so it's like the even though i am trying to protect it i am also putting everyone at risk by feigning uh non-concern um but yeah so that's uh that's what that scene plays out to be i also just want to say that tentomon is really happy uh, to, okay so here's a perfect example why i hate tentomon the the bug is he's is he digimon he goes oh thank god like is he's going to bed do you use a shower too it's like he smells bad if i could smell what is this i don't even understand uh, what i'm saying but i'm making the joke anyway right yeah and then he says oh the smell manity that is pretty funny yeah it's the low quality portmanteau that i can appreciate mm. <laughs> i uh, i don't know i i guess actually come to think of it i i, I do like T- tentomon but only really for the last scene of this movie I, I kind of forgot he existed until the last scene of this movie. Uh, but I, th- this scene at least sets up this, like also this is like the inciting, the real inciting incident of the movie in this scene. So we now have like, okay, we have a, a predicament. The character has taken away an infected Digimon and the, the gang is going to have to discover this eventually. Uh, yeah, and I feel like it's handled poorly for yeah. for that piece of it though like yeah. what you expect to happen with that does not happen and it never really escalates the situation in a way that like basically what what ends up coming of this is that once everyone finds out that tk has taken Patamon, they're all upset that they haven't been able to take their own digimon home yeah and it's more about the emotional distress of the the humans being like, I want my Digimon to hold and squeeze and play with. 
for the afternoon too. So they decide rather than, and, and TK keeps all of it secret that Patamon is infected, but rather than continuing to isolate the others, they say, well, what if we just take them home for a little while and then put them back? And that is the like rise and fall of that plot. Like what should have been like, Oh shit. Patamon now either starts infecting others or, um, Patamon well, turns into a monster something. and they like, have to deal with a, it. Yeah. Any number of ways that could have gone that was like the, the consequences could have come naturally from that. Instead, they, yeah. like, they, they do a thing and then essentially do it again, but with less stakes. Yeah. By, like by taking them out of the server. Uh, right. They, they also never like clarify, uh, like how the, the infection, the corruption like spreads. Like, I mean, like you obviously make the logical leap of like, Oh, it's just communicable. Like if you're in a same area, whatever, but it's like when you start introducing that risk of, should you like, wear a mask or not? If you've got the Digirona, I, you know, there's there's no evidence that there's no laws that you have to wear a mask, Dylan. You don't have to wear one. They can't take my. Di- You're trampling on my, on digi my rights. free speech. My, my digi rights. <laughs> yeah. The the bill of digi rights clearly says I don't have to wear a mask when I go into this Arby's. The FCC so. does not regulate the internet. We have a free neutral internet, which means I don't have to wear a mask when I'm playing with my Digimon. It's a digi hoax. Uh, but but once they start introducing this plot of like again going into like the the zombie movie motif of like oh now we're at risk of like infecting one another i think you need to be more explicit about like how that infection works and you can't just kind of be like arm wavy it about was really it. vague so that, everything is arm wavy in this fucking thing sure i mean we're dealing with digital creatures that especially come through dimensional portals like there's no scenes where you're like is this like a an infection transferring scene like, especially because they they put yeah the, like like padawan yeah. padawanaman in scenes where he's like with one other digimon and it's like this could be the moment you can track the virus spread they don't they don't put any emphasis on the fact that these two digimon in the same room or whatever they just like there is literally no meaning to it except towards the end of the movie when they go back for mako rather and and there has to be a oh yeah mine was infected too moment literally between now and then there there's no other importance to this other than the emotional turmoil scenes like it, it i think those are i think when they write this shit they are not thinking about it as a narrative they are thinking about it as where can we like turn the emotional screws a little bit mm-hmm. so they because they only want those moments because if you're a kind of passive viewer of this or a child viewer of this i think those moments are going to stand out to you but the overall thing doesn't necessarily have to be cohesive it strikes me as like like they had like an outline that was very very basic and then they ended up with I like to the, the when they were creating scenes to fit that outline, they ended up with ideas or or like setups that were better than what their outline was leading to, but they didn't yeah. update their outline to reflect like <laughs> a newly discovered plot thread they sure. could have used. Instead, yeah, it just right. like they stuck to it, it. It falls back to like the most default, boring, like very yeah. digi. But but there's still there's still good things to come. I do like the final conflict a lot. What it because there's only one real like fight yeah. in the movie but yeah it, it's really well executed but we'll get to that um what but what happens between here and then because i forget <laughs> i can i can hit a few things i don't know if dylan you've got more you want to say or um i i do want to I, I again when this this movie takes a kind of a dark turn so like so the, all the digidestin decide that they're gonna do they're gonna have shared custody of the digimon now they're gonna take them home in the evening so they can watch them and take them back to izzy's office to put them back in the server during the day when they're all at school uh but when tk takes padawan home 
Uh, <laughs> there's just this exchange where Padawan, like, obviously realized, like, I'm corrupted, aren't I? And, yeah. and TK is like, uh, yeah, yeah, you kind of are. And TK, and then Padawan's like, she promised me, promise me, TK, that if I go berserk, you'll put me down. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good, actually. That was that was another. Yeah. Like, like I said, there's well, three scenes of this movie I like. That was the other one. Right. And that's, that's the whole thing, though. It's the emotional emotional screw turning is what they wanted here. It's not that that scene means anything. It never pays off to have to put Padman down well, later or it, it sets up the, like it, it does because it does get to the thread that that these that these things have vulnerabilities like it's it pushes the idea in this movie that these things could could die which you wouldn't expect you would think everything's gonna be fine by the end um and i and so i, I like i don't i don't know I, I don't actually think it's the most worthless scene um because i think it does no, i don't think it's a worthless thematically scene. That's my it's point. on point my point is that it's not a worthless scene, but it is only a scene that doesn't set up and deliver something yeah, later. It, it doesn't contribute to the plot. It just contributes to the emotional messaging Character. of the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it does also, I mean, like it made that Digimon paddle, paddle dang, dangamon, um, mm-hmm. much more like, that's probably my favorite Digimon just because it feels like it, I don't know. It feels like a more rounded <laughs> Some, thing now. Something adorable that is willing to contemplate its own mortality. Yes. Yeah, that was this pretty this great potato, this <laughs> orange potato yeah. with bat wings as ears. Yeah. Uh, they, they, Kill they me also, master. <laughs> something also <laughs> confuses me about this is the fact that they are, uh, and then like, TK brings this up to Joe. He's like, so like theoretically, say for instance, I had a friend who had a corrupted Digimon. What would happen then? And then Joe just kind of casually says, like, not picking up the hint, being like, well, I guess we'd have to fight them. Yeah. Which, how would that work out? You gotta kill yeah. with other Digimon, presumably. But then right. you have transfer of the virus potentially. Okay, but, yeah, but I would say, like, what if they all became corrupted? Oh, yeah. Like, we've established that the Digimon are use or the Digidestined are useless without their Digimon. Sure. What the fuck do they do in the, Get in some the guns. I, okay. I, yeah. Joe's like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the first draft of that line is kill them. <laughs> because, like, I mean, really what they're trying to say is, like, we have to put them down. Uh, yeah. But I think don't they say take them out instead yeah, of put them they say, down? They do, they do, yeah, they do yeah, say yeah. take yeah. them out. That was some that was some editorializing yeah. on my part. Uh, but they do also say fighting, like because this conversation kind of comes up a number yeah, of times. Yeah. Been, uh, even in a group at one point, they talk about having to fight them. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is weird. The Digidestined are like just so dang useless. <laughs> so dang. Yeah, I did. I did want to find out because I finally like I've been avoiding reading stuff about Digimon until this movie. Been avoiding reading yes, at all. Uh, in my in entire my life. life. <laughs> no, but I was like, what is their purpose? So basically they are just psychic battery packs for the Digimon. So the Digidestined have their Digivices. The Digivices are of course how the Digimon Digivolve and, and Undigivolve. So in a Digimon's natural lifetime, it will digivolve just freely. Like, that's how it ages. And so they are like, the, you know, the old version dies, the new version is born kind of thing as they go on. But this is like, the Digidevice is like a forced forced it, maturity track. Yeah, but it does come from, like, the Digimon. It's not like the humans invented it or anything, it seems. I, I don't know that one for sure, but that part, it doesn't seem like anyone invented it in, like, like Izzy didn't create them. Um... But the having the Digivice 
on the person allows the person's emotional sort of energy to flow into the Digimon, which is part of how they make those evolutions. So when the, when the human partner is feeling very strongly about what's going on, the Digimon can digivolve stronger. And that's, that's sort of the whole like goal of being the trainer, I guess is like, putting more of your emotion into it they never discuss that in these movies right presumably in the show they do yeah but probably lost so much context from the show But we never get any sense that they're trying in the movies to do anything other than stand by and watch yeah it doesn't if if, it would be interesting if they like it could actually i don't know visually translate that concept yeah but instead it feels like pokemon without them calling out moves you know yeah it's like it it, and the other weird thing is that the digivices have buttons on them but they never press those buttons. Yeah. The buttons are 100% like useless and the Digimon seem to activate the buttons without them. It's like those, or activate the devices without the buttons. It's like those plastic toys you'd get as a kid where they had buttons on them but the well, buttons were actually just hard plastic and you couldn't actually press oh, them. Those are weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the reason they exist in the show is because the product was the like Tamagotchi type toy right. before the show existed. So they are they're like vestigial in the show. Honestly, they do nothing. But I have back. more questions about the the devices, but I think it'll they'll be better t- discussed at the end of the okay at the end of the of the movie. Um, moving on. Uh, all right, so everyone's taking their uh, so TK also at one point uh, 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 confronts Mako to have like a one on one discussion, and this is when he reveals to her that his padomon is uh corrupted um what is clearly a very good uh, uh 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 delivery of a line where he is sobbing uh uncontrollably and then just says this all sucks <laughs> and then keeps crying um but yeah so they all they go home uh tk is told by his 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 talking pet that he's gonna have to take him down if if, if things go the way they're going um Matt comes over and visits and seemingly realizing that TK is, you know, there's something up. Uh, and then they just kind of like try to out asshole each other. Uh, he's like, yeah, I have something to tell you. I, I, you're just terrible at guitar. And then that's <laughs> yeah, a scene. So dumb. <laughs> I, I don't it know. It's meant to be playful. I did like the way Matt reacted here a little bit. Because he, because he was like, "What? Oh, I guess it is kind of funny," and yeah, it. But it. But this is the scene. This is one of the scenes where I was thinking of where it's like, okay, you have Padalangmon with uh, Matmon, and they're right next to each other, and it's like this is a time where you could show that it's dangerous for the for the, the, for the infection, yeah. infected po- uh, Digimon Pokemon to be next to each other, and uh, it, it, it just it's there's. Uh, uh, yeah it's dumb it's dumb like they don't know how to properly communicate their stakes mm-hmm. um so all right and then everyone gets a phone call from sora for some reason because she wants to check on everyone uh there's like a running theme where people call her a mother hen mm-hmm. in this movie uh and then we get a blackout in the city and things are like train stations are powering down the 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 radio the uh, aircraft control towers going down um and then we get like some ominous voice talking about like the era of destruction has begun and digimon shall roam free and that happens 
and does it really get any more play in this in this yeah, movie? It's does, clearly building over the multiple movies, but is, man, they really don't explore it. Is that not the voice that that talks to the mother hen later? It's no, not. We never hear a okay, voice. It's different. Okay, I, I misunderstood. I, I misunderstood. That. It sounds kind of like the voiceover at the beginning. Yeah. In the beginning. In the beginning. In the beginning, the era of destruction yeah. has begun. But but I don't believe that it would be because we do get. Maybe I'm just thinking of the voice that's coming through. The through Sora. Uh, when Is it she Sora? Answers. Is she the one who gets? I I, I I'm so bad with. Yeah, so, I, I always forget too. Is it Kari or Sora who gets digi possessed? I thought it was Kari. I think it's Kari. Okay. Yes, I think it's Kari. I think the, it's the, one, the voice character. that comes through her is no. Sora is the mother hen character. Okay, then I don't know who those characters are. <laughs> Nobody does. <laughs> Sora. They Sora are. has the hair that <laughs> no, goes out yeah. like this, and then the other one has like do- doesn't have the curves basically at the bottom. Just, she has yeah, the. Yeah. These Spider-Man are the character three, differences. Like, <laughs> right, brunette one and brunette two. One of them is slightly right. more nurturing. Uh, okay, so so I, I know we're coming up on two scenes, one where one of those brunette characters gets a phone call, and the other one where all of the Digimon are hanging out and talking about the, the stakes. Um, yeah, yes, and they're coming back to back. Is there, is there anything before that, though, that we need to talk no, about? No, I mean, the the Digimon, the Digimon were at Izzy's office, and Izzy was distracted programming again, and they all, they're all they like, we're going to leave. We're going to go figure this out. And then there's like eight jokes about Agumon being hungry in there. It kind of, yeah, God, the fucking puns are constant. I'm hungry. You could yeah. just take Agumon out of this movie. He's so, like, he, he's, yeah. ugh. Well, I, th- he used I to think be that's okay. the problem, is they want to tell all these different stories of these different characters, but they don't want to get rid of anyone in between. Like they don't want to branch off. They want to carry the whole group at all times. So instead they focus a movie on like one or two pairs where like last movie, it was about Joe and his Digimon and this movie. It's about TK and his Digimon. Yes. Uh, and like, and that's how they tackle it while it's interwoven with this greater structure. And it's like, just, just leave them alone for a little while. You don't need to have them in every scene. I guess if you had seen the show, it's just like you can't like judging these movies on their own as movies. It's, they're real. It's they're they're it's exceptionally bad. I imagine they're only mildly <laughs> bad if you're a fan of the show. Um, it's a big bump. But I do like some of the dialogue between the the Digimon here. Um, we have. Do you think it was okay to leave Izzy's place without asking first? And they said, "Well, we already left, so we can't ask second. <laughs> 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 and then Agumon's like seconds i would eat seconds yeah yeah of course so uh uh so yeah so kari receives a phone call at school um and she's like but my phone's off and then she answers the phone call anyways <laughs> she says and she says but my phone's off <laughs> and she gets digi possessed mm-hmm. by a unknown entity and her eyes turn rainbow and then she walks off. She's been possessed by the subspace emissary. That's true. Yes, yes. She's been, the Rainbow Road itself has uh, possessed Kari, um, and she gets tailed by Himi. So uh, Kari walks off. Himi is following, and they seeming they she finds the Digimon. There's not like a pre-planned like meetup spot. No, there is not a pre-planned. Oh, for, with with. Uh between Kari. possess Kari and the Digimon. Yeah, no, like, she's definitely know. seeking them out. That's for sure. Right. So they are all moving together because they've left Izzy's and yeah, they've uh, gone under a bridge Himi, somewhere. Himi was watching Izzy's place and one of her guards is like, right, right. hey, they've all left and she's like, keep on them. So 
the, these things are converging clearly on, on a very intentional in an intentional way. Um, in this in, in the spot that we see many times in these movies that we really clarified so like whatever any of the all if all of the digi destined and all of the digimon are in a scene together it's under the bridge downtown it's under this overpass yeah that's like part of like i don't know it's like a canal walk or like a bay walk or something some sort of boardwalk um but they cut they return to the scene it's reusing those set pieces man i guess i mean you painted those cells why not yeah save that money back in it adds it adds continuity to the universe but it's also funny like i wish someone would like acknowledge that like they're treating it like a clubhouse or something yeah. like it's like their their hq their destination spot so we also have in this scene right before Kari arrives padamon just tells the other digimon hey i'm possessed and yeah. uh you know <laughs> yeah i have coronavirus and you do too now yeah, so. i have been hanging out with all of you yeah. we've been Patting hugging their backs hey guys <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> sharing food yeah. i know i shouldn't have done this but my bad but yeah. my 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 rights you know yeah, yeah. don't so, infringe on me the digimon of course are too stupid to care um but yeah. then or they say like does it hurt to be infected because they clearly don't really understand they just know it's bad um they say that is so not good are you sure <laughs> yeah i'm sure it's not good <laughs> yeah hey yeah <laughs> yeah and then kari comes and there's some exposition <laughs> those, those small wins man in the dialogue you just gotta find them where you can <laughs> then kari comes and there's i'm pretty sure this is the scene where i message you guys fucking exposition man because this, this yes. is like oh, she just, explains like okay. the procedure of like a reboot and how it would affect everything and how it could potentially well, be stalled or averted or all these so kari explains that she is not kari but she is yeah. the one who longs for stability mm-hmm. and that a sacrifice will be required to save all worlds basically <laughs> she all pulls worlds out a are knife. Then, <laughs> yeah. it would have been better if she did um, but then Himi shows up and, and like just as Kari is like about to pass out, catches her in a very dramatic anime pose and then ex- and then goes into that exposition mode that Joe's talking about. She tries to say that she, she tries to set up something that we've never fucking heard about in these movies before, which is that there is a thing called homeostasis, not a concept, but like a being yeah, an, an entity. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, the, the, the reason that's confusing is because she throws out like three other terms before that. Yeah. Cause she talks about the digital world. She talks about the quantized world. Yes. And then she talks about what's the primordial sea. What was the, the last thing? I do think that's right. Cause there's many there's, worlds is what she's saying. And then they're all connected to this sea. These which do is sound very, like, like the words D&D that I heard. Cosmology you know like i i yeah. can get behind this but they've never talked about it they've only been two worlds up until this point that we've known about yeah and they're not and, and, none of these concepts are directly tied to the to the virus it's just the virus threatens these things nebulously yeah so it's yes. like it's like such a like a intersecting thing like it's, it's like a perpendicular line from another movie suddenly crashing into this movie's plot yes um and it's a lot and I have, like, I mean, I, I got that there was a reboot coming, and eventually they do explain that this yeah. reboot could resolve some problem somehow. Um, but well, it the, would reset the digital world, which would end the virus, right? The virus didn't exist in the beginning of the digital world, right? So now it won't exist after a reboot, which will save but, all of the other worlds because the virus won't spread to them. But, but the Digimon will lose their memories. Yes. What's also, that? the virus Memories. has clearly already spread outside the digital world, so I don't see how this would solve anything. 
Well, uh, like once that virus think, exists on computers in yeah. this world, how do you eliminate it? Well, the the thing the the digital world is those things though. Like, yeah, because they, yeah, um, they even say that once the digital world's broken, all technology will fail. Right. Which is very weird to, to me. just accept like, it's a, that. It's a fantasy yeah, setting. So. It's a fantasy setting. Yeah, but it's like that was to me like a bridge too far. It's like oh, that, that was. <laughs> yes, yes, that was. that was like they don't even understand science. Yeah. <laughs> well, just what the but, fucking world would have like the outcome of that would be massive. But talking about these nebulous concepts, one last thing to say is that when the the lead Digimon, I guess, of this scene, the like cat. Gatomon or whatever oh, I think yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, because you're mixing yeah. Spanish with whatever. Uh, Gatomon. <laughs> give a fuck, man. Gatomon is like suspicious and she's like, how do you know all that? And Himi's answer is, I'm a high-ranking officer. That's how. <laughs> And then, oh, okay. Like they—they're children. They're basically children, so they would accept that anyways. They don't fucking—they don't know. Well, I don't think Gatamon fully does accept it. Gatamon seems like the only one who's got some smarts. But. It's weird though because they don't like. I mean, they do have a like a hard discussion about whether or not they should like go for this reboot thing. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's like they, that line was. Should so we reboot pointless. this franchise? Like, they—they they could have had that discussion without having been like, but can we trust her? Um, yeah it's only there because the 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 audience was made not to trust her and she goes she starts to go back and forth in this movie a little bit between like oh what's her deal oh, oh i think I she's always bad i think yeah i think she's always been bad i just think we don't understand her reasons exactly. for still working with the the good guys right um and really still don't it, by it, the end of the movie she's playing honestly. 3d chess guys she's she's maneuvering pieces Wow. Anyways, wow! Look at that. Um, yeah, the, 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 you know, now that there are more than three dimensions, that's not that's not that right. impressive. The she's playing eight-dimensional chess. Yeah, she's playing quantized world chess. Yeah, the Digimon briefly discuss like the, like the idea of basically dying. Right? They're, well, they they kind of compare it in two ways. They're like, okay, well, we we could potentially be killed, but I don't want to lose my memories. That's basically worse than being killed almost. And. Uh, and, and I do like this one this one line where Agumon says, what's memories? And then another one's like, stop fucking around, Agumon. <laughs> <laughs> like the one time yeah. he tries to say something yeah, that's it's... not food related, they're like, shut the fuck up, Agumon. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that that tickled me. But Yeah, that was pretty good. It's, it's... We should explain Mekumon is at the root of this as well. Yeah. Because if Mekumon comes back in from the digital world through one of these unstable portal things, whatever they're called... Um, that might force a reboot to happen without the government choosing to make the reboot happen yeah, without anyone pulling the trigger. Yeah. And if that happens, it's bad. And that's literally all yeah, we're told. That's all there. We're all not, it's, it's, yeah. there's no explanation of how that would be bad. Just if it happens, oh boy, shit's gonna, it's got, you're not going to like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be a bad time. Yeah. So I, I would they imagine have to it's like a reboot that. where the virus is still intact. That would be like, like my guess, mm, um, and so all of the Pokemon would be would be infected too. Like that's yeah. just like the that's like the natural. If I was writing that, and I was like, okay, why is the reboot bad? That's the first yeah. thing I would think of. And but you know, what? I don't if think they had just included that, yeah. it would have made sense. But it they been, didn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the end of the movie. I think the end of the movie kind of hints at that being the case. Um, well, but because again, Mekumon, they, they they do. Sh- yeah, we'll get to that, I guess. Um, but uh, okay, so between here and the final battle, what happens actually? 
<laughs> so the Digimon, they basically decide that, like, ultimately, they're probably going to get rebooted. So they need to go and uh, hang out with their buddies, yeah. Yep. Right, which is a pretty... It's, I, I found that kind of sentimental. Yeah. Especially because all of the, the kids, like, react in the way you would kind of expect, which is like, what are you doing? Like, we hang out all the time. Stop being yeah. weird. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's actually not... It's. It's it's like None it's of like the humans it's the, know about the reboot. So it's 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 as if when you focus on the emotional relationship of the humans and their Digimon, the story suddenly gets better versus un like untethered like emotional stakes of of teens growing up. Like I'd rather talk about food all the time. Only kind of weekly tangentially related to Digimon stuff. Like it yeah. it's uh, well. I mean, I feel like you you do better at meshing those things together. They just don't like because yeah. i mean like for like so much of the of the digimon again they say this almost explicitly at the end of the movie that the digimon are you know the 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 existence or lack thereof of digimon in their lives is a representation of coming of age like they mm-hmm. basically just spell that out at yeah, the end of the movie right. and like there's there's value in that and if they were better at like incorporating like the average slice of life stuff. I mean, like the series starts with them not having the Digimon in their life. And they're like, well, I guess we have to get used to this. We have to get a job and, you know, grow a mustache, shave it off and move cities or whatever. And like when they, they come back into their lives, they, they lose, they lose the track, uh, into adulthood. And then like everything gets, gets mingled together, but they're not good at making it mean anything. Yeah. So, that happens. So, <laughs> and then yeah. they go to this this fight scene. Now we got the fight scene now. <laughs> well, I do want to highlight the desk and Robins. Oh, yes, yeah, okay. desk and Robins. <laughs> Gatumon wants to get ice cream. Ninety-one at flavors desk. or something. It's it, something like that. Well, That's a lot of flavors. It, man. it said Daskin, but the N was backwards in the end of Daskin. And then the normal Baskin Robins logo would, of course, be a B and an R with thirty-one kind of worked into the the bnr i think so instead theirs is an eight and an r which just doesn't make any sense like i, I don't know what ADR they were going for with that ADR yeah, ADR. Flavors. <laughs> yeah but uh i thought that was good and then there's i just love that low effort like we got to play off of some pre-existing like yeah, all their laptops have like a letter <laughs> Right. All their laptops have like pineapples on them or something as like an obvious apple spoof. And it's like just the lowest, lowest common denominator level of effort. And mm-hmm. I just, I eat that shit up. It's like, ah, ah, I know what quality of entertainment I'm consuming. Yeah. It is weird. This is, they, she shares an ice cream with her Digimon. And I, I wonder, like, I mean, first of all, there's an infection going around. Dude, don't share right. ice cream with your Digimon. Right. Yeah. But also, yeah. is it's CDC guidelines practice are is not Is Digimon's being mouth gross? <laughs> you know? Like yeah. yeah, are they? Does it does it lick its asshole? Do they have organs? Hard to know. They, they if tongues. they have tongues, yeah, yeah. then they've got to have an organ. Yeah, I mean the skin's an organ too, but like, right, it could yeah. just be like an if aesthetic these, thing. If these government, if these government officials knew what the fuck they were doing, they would kidnap one of these goddamn Digimon. They things. would exactly. kidnap all of them. And they would never <laughs> let these children just run around freely with them. If they had to, they would kidnap the children. It's what would happen. It's it's definitely a problem with trying to like ground something that is so outlandish. Like I could accept a show where the government's like, okay, you kids are our agents now because that's yeah. the way cartoon world. But they work. don't hold that right. like power over them either. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. <laughs> they're just like, I guess we're just gonna let them keep doing what they're doing. Yeah, uh, but we do it. know. Like, you, it's weird that you mentioned that because we do learn later that 
Mako's father is a Digimon researcher, and we don't know what that means. Yeah, what the fuck does that mean? We don't know what that means, but we know that there are people researching them outside of, and which, I mean, obviously there must be, right? But like, it's never been talked about, and I'm more interested in that. I find like Nick is becoming a Digimon fan. I'm I'm becoming such an expert on this fucking series, uh, but we also get the scene with Matt and his <laughs> Digimon. And Matt is like playing music and being a dickhead and just ignoring oh. his Digimon. <laughs> it's, it's actually <laughs> he like walks in. He walks in. And he's like, "Hey, Matt." And he's like, "Hey." Then does a bass line. It's like, "Hey, I want to talk to you." Oh yeah. <laughs> Look, I learned, I learned the Seinfeld theme. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you play my favorite instrument for me? Fuck you, dude. I'm playing. I'm practicing my guitar right now. <laughs> like nah except that except that except that he does he does he he's does like okay he it. recognized like after he's being an asshole he recognizes okay i'm being an asshole but Let his me sit instinct down. is to just be like fucking no <laughs> Which, i got a gig man do you not understand my art it's, this is my passion it's extra well sold because gabumon is that the one no that's not gabumon i believe it i believe it's gabumon okay that that mon yeah, yeah that mon, did you not see the the tweet i sent you I, okay gabumon he's <laughs> he, gabumon. he looks like a defeated child who knows his parent would say no because they're an <laughs> yeah. abusive parent so he doesn't like emote at all he just walks in with his hands slumped down and he's like hey would i don't i don't want to be a big bother but would you play harmonica for me yeah. like as if like they know the answer is no already because matt is such an asshole yes um, but of course Matt does split the harmonica and it's actually a pretty good framing device for the rest of what they do after that because um, even when he does though then the Gabumon is like what are you doing <laughs> yes <laughs> like wait a minute what the fuck you're doing it like yeah you're yeah, actually gonna play true. it but they 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 use the harmonica song to like overlay like a montage of the rest of them hanging out with their their mons yes. yeah pretty good like that's a I I it was almost at that point where I was like, "Fucking tip my hat to you, Digimon." Yeah. I think you, I think you got me. Yeah. I I, I want to briefly. I think Nick. Uh, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the specific uh, shot yeah. from that scene <laughs> that I'm going to use as the as the episode art. It's just it's so just, hollow. Like, it's, so it's this wide shot of like the entire room, and I guess studio. I, yeah, yeah. It's like a, I guess it's like a sound studio. Right, and then Matt. Uh, so like, uh, stage left is a single like leather chair. Stage right is like a drum kit, and Matt walks like past Gabumon, who's sitting, who's standing dead center in the shot over to the chair and I, uh, they obviously uh, just what? to add to this Gabumon is looking just straight forward at the camera and doesn't right. react to that's Matt walking past that's him so weird to me he looks like he's just standing there like almost paralyzed because he's like I will not get any emotional sustenance out of this encounter <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so Matt walks over to that chair and sits down go, go ahead but I think it's also because they didn't want to do they didn't want to pivot his character yeah, they didn't right. want to animate like, it. that's the reason right. it just comes well, out because like they had to they had a character sheet that's like, okay, here is Gabumon in profile, here's Gabumon uh, head on, and here's him in three quarters. But there's no animation between. <laughs> yeah. Right. You could use one of these angles, and like, that's it. And so, like, once Matt passes directly past him, so he's like facing stage right at the beginning, and as soon as he passes by Gabumon, he has to just look straight, straight to the forward. fourth wall. Right. <laughs> but then they have a cut where it's like zoomed in. And it looks like he has turned. It looks like he's now facing Matt, like kind of three quarters view facing at Matt. 
but it cuts back later to the another shot wide shot out and he's just staring dead ahead at the center of the camera again not looking at the person he's been talking to for 20 minutes just it's my favorite whenever they show digimon super small because they do this do when when kari and gatomon go to the, yes. the mall and they just like kind of give up on drawing them correctly like because yeah. like like gatomon looks like like one of their legs is like twice as long as the other one and they just like look very like lopsided but there's, I, there's a lot of that in this movie where, like you said, they didn't have the animations between these poses and they just refused to do it. I guess probably budget wise, like the animation I mean, budget just wasn't there. It felt like they had a decent amount of animation budget, but they just spent it on more moments like like, right. like any anime. Singular like they have, scenes. There's yeah. a lot of times where they'll use a single snapshot and just kind of shift it to like yes. make it give it motion. That kind of, you know, like have that anime that, lines like, kind of thing. Yeah. I don't think there's actually that many anime lines in it overall, but there are. Like no, I remember, but there's lots like, of earlier on shots. the scene where Carrie faints and Hime comes and like te- like re- like catches her from falling. It's like yeah. a really dramatic catch where it shows her like diving to catch her, but it's not like <laughs> an actual diving animation. It's just she one like next frame she's suddenly there. I think she's her. just there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and at the very least, it's very good at, at communicating that motion. No, I, I'm not. So a, I'll give it props yeah, for I, that. I like I like that. That the way that limitation creates things sometimes, but there are in, in there some are cases other times, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. When Mako like, like, is first like having her breakdown in Izzy's office early in the movie, there are two characters. I don't remember which ones they are, but like she's crying and saying it's all my fault, everything's my fault, and it cuts over to them. And they're just like staring at a wall. They're not looking at her. They are not reacting in any way. There's no like glimmer in the eyes. It's just a still image of these two characters not looking at anything. And just, and you know, sometimes that happens in real life. You can kind of like zone out and like, oh, this is heavy. And you're like not looking at the source. This podcast. Right. (laughs) I do it through most of these movies. Uh, But like it happens in real life, but I don't get the sense that they're conveying that real life instance. Instead, I just get the sense that they're like, we have this shot. We're going to reuse it. Yeah. So. All right. All right. So that all happens. Yeah. All right. And then I think the, the, the kind of the big setup eventually is that. A distortion comes and Ty sees it with his goggles. Yeah. And now and he meshes all the all the digi desks and he's like, uh oh, the climax is happening. We gotta <laughs> go. Uh so they all go to the climax. Um <laughs> they're like, Ty, don't message me when you're climaxing. I don't need to know that. <laughs> oh god. Um, <laughs> well, I don't even know what a climax is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. Um the setup here is actually pretty good. Like, so it starts off with with Makomon. He's come through, and we already know Makomon can't be allowed to come through. And they start fighting, trying to push him back through. But I don't. Then, I don't want to. I don't. You don't want to uh, rush. I, I just want to say, no, 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 no. We're we're here, but I just want to say, I I don't know what pronouns Makomon uses. Right. But at the very least, oh. they communicate <laughs> them as as a female. Yeah, yeah. She's got Visually. breasticles. Um, uh huh there's there's some fighting happening and that's fine but then izzy comes in and he actually sets up kind of the the, what the central conflict of this fight is actually going to be um so they're trying to push make him on back into the thing to make sure the bad reboot doesn't happen um but the real concern is if any reboot happens all their digimon will be lost so izzy somehow creates a thing right away that's like okay if you can put all of the digimon into this box in the digital space they'll all be restored. And so now we I have, don't know like, why I didn't do this before, but okay. This is, to me, actually, like, the coolest thing Digimon has done in a fight because it's like, we have an objective that's not just beat the other person. Um, there's stakes to the to not meeting the objective. 
and in the end they don't meet the objective and they use the like the the fact that you expect them to to like to like make it feel like there's all these moments for heroic triumph but they constantly fall and it's 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 like a really good really good encounter uh and and it kind I of goes think through it helps that the encounter builds up because you have uh digimon becoming infected during the fight right. and changing yeah. sides so they have to fight each other you know the hell oh, is, angumon is, is fighting angu woman mon for the first time and and all this nonsense but it balances out the enemy side which did kind of feel weird because at first Mekumon was on their own and succeeding, like or right. you know at least yeah. putting up a good holding, fight, holding their own. Oh, yeah, but the, as they came in, they did manage like, like they were like putting Mekumon in there, right? And then and then yeah. and they looked look like they were going to succeed at their basic plan, but then right. one of the first infections happened, uh, which I um I can well I, one of them it, the I angel the man yeah. angel An- yeah yeah Angelmon <laughs> um, and that that like turned <laughs> the angel and the you angel. kept. It kept making you hope that, like, you know, okay, they they're gonna they're gonna get this. It kept, but but kept getting more infections, and then it gets down to like Agumon and the Beetlemon. Um, what's the Beetle Beetle guy's name again? Tentamon. Uh, Tentamon. Tentamon. And uh, it and it and Tentamon does his like big evolution, and I think he might even be like the last one standing at the end, pretty much. Um, he is. Yeah. And yeah. And it's like he's not even like a main dude, right? Like he's just like some other fucking Digimon. But he's like trying to push all of them into the box, and you're like, oh, this is hopeless. Like this is not going to work. The whole emotional thing happens here, where like, yeah. So so Tentamon doesn't get to his mega evolution. He gets to his like just his first big evolution. Oh, I thought that was he's mega. trying. Oh, well, he okay. does eventually. At, so at that's the, very the, end. the beats right, right, right. are he can't put them in the box he gets knocked out and like blasted out of his mega evolution. But prior to this and feeding into what I was explaining with the digivices earlier is there is this like one-on-one with Izzy and Tentamon when it's just little baby form Tentamon uh, back in the office. And Izzy is just like giving up. He's like, I can't do it. I can't save everyone. He starts breaking down, literally crying. And Tentamon's like, hey, I don't mean to interrupt your meltdown here, but uh, they have this like heart to heart where he's like, you don't stop trying. That's like your thing. You just are persistent and you solve things. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, it's been so amazing to know you and learn that about you. And I think that's the moment where there there's this emotional change in Izzy. So when they do go to the fight in that scene, and Tentamon does get knocked back. Izzy's like, just get in the box yourself. You get in the box, and I'll at least save you. And Izzy no, says... Nobody puts Tentamon in the box. Yeah. Well, Tentamon says, I can't do that. My friends are fighting, and I can't let them fight and give up. Yeah. I have to keep going, just like he told Izzy. So the... the, the pathos is reflected in these two characters. Perfectly. It's yes. actually... That's actually pretty great i i didn't even think about that because so that's when he flips the switch and becomes not only his mega evolution hercules mon or whatever yeah his like one step above mega evolution which i i don't know if anyone has done that before i don't know the you know the cartoon enough but yeah it's hard to tell like i still don't know like the the scale or the tears but it is like the biggest and the best it's 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 so often i like i don't care about mega like or uh, the evolutionary steps this is one where it like had had stakes attached to it and it's like yes because usually it's just like okay they need to power up to beat the guy this time it's they need to power up to save their friends and also the odds are constantly mounting against them and it it changed and it changes too the beats like and it was set up it didn't just come out of nowhere it was set up in a delivery i think this is definitely the best part of the movie where it just 
it makes those emotional uh, you know changes meaningful and it's not just in a hey cheer up joe like yeah. and like izzy was given just stop crying yeah izzy was told why his strengths are good not just right. stop being weak and you have a question still like you, you, you have a, a moment where you question whether or not it's gonna which way it's gonna go too because he hits his mega mm-hmm. evolution and you're like okay or whatever it is whatever level it is his right. dragon ball z uh yeah yeah some super sentai uh yeah. whatever uh and then he's pushing them but he gets pushed out and then it's that moment of okay they at least need to go back in the portal and then we see the reboot timer which has been going on and it's like down to 10 seconds and it's pushing and you're thinking okay he's gonna manage to push him into that cube in these 10 seconds but then it's like it shows the reboot timer and it's like there's like one second left and all he can do at this point you realize is push them through the portal back into the digital world not into their safe space and yes. that is such like a viscerally good like sh- like pushing and i think they, they actually they end up like for a brief moment the rest of the digimon like realize they're they're kind of corrupted or whatever and they like kind of embrace him or something but um i don't know it, it was just a it was a good it was a it was a good failure it was like a failure where it reflected this keep trying thing that was going on uh it still was a win it just wasn't it was a win with like essentially deaths a win uh, with consequence yeah, yeah. and and uh, shit <laughs> like i mean it's gonna get re- reversed in the next movie almost certainly oh uh, um, like i i wonder if they're gonna get their memories the memory back loss. or just have to start over i th- there's a part of me that wonders if they're gonna discover that like somehow they managed to store their memories somewhere like and they're gonna like okay, combine them I, it's it's gonna happen it's a kid's like or it, i just don't believe they're gonna stick to it um i don't know I, but, it wouldn't surprise me if this show was just like we have to start over. I I don't know. I I could be wrong. <laughs> we gotta stop them before they reboot the franchise. We have to do all these movies we again. We have to reboot it ourselves. <laughs> Honestly, it could have been a kind of an interesting. I can't draw. <laughs> this could have been an interesting ending for the actual like series. It, uh, yes, it, because I mean, it's like it's like it kind of it, creates it, like a cyclical series where like you could say like this ends our journey for our main characters, but sets up a new journey kind of thing. It also says something about death though, which is like, cause it's like the versions that they had might never come back because you can come back and meet the same baby again, but you're different. You're not going right. to go on the same adventures. So essentially right. they're dead, but you can make a bond again. Like, which is like, I mean, you could extrapolate that to some real heavy shit, like absolutely a kid dying and then having another kid, you know, like that kid's never going to be the same, but you can still make meaningful relationships. So like, that's like a, that's like, a, like that's like you know Which, like mortality. If they do is, get their memories back, will be completely undone. Right, exactly. And then yeah. it's, I'm like, I'm like it's like it's almost the inverse of the Pokemon the first movie conundrum, right? Where it's like removing the memories, removing the lessons learned from that movie removes any sort of like value to the yes. story or pathos. Right. Whereas in this movie, <laughs> returning the memories would be the ruinous event. Yeah, that's funny. So real quick, it Tentamon is the rookie. Kabuteramon is the champion. Mega Kabuteramon is the ultimate, and then apparently, so weirdly, Mega in the name is the ultimate, and then Hercules is the Mega Evolution. Just to just to get that out there, mm, Hercules Kabuteramon. Okay. Definitely not remember that. Yeah, I just Thank you. I needed yeah. to say it right since I, I mean, was wrong yeah. before. 
the podcasters, <laughs> um, the, the listeners of this podcast will all be like, oh, they, they want that accuracy. Now we know. Now we, now we know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the climax happens. This, this epic bo- battle is fought and lost. All the, all the digi destined have to, have to pick up the pieces that are left behind. And you think, wow, what a great end to this movie. And then you look at the timestamp on the movie and there's 20 more minutes left. And you go, excuse me? Yeah. Insane. Insane. It's, it, it, that's got to be the ending. And then it's not. I'm not opposed to an epilogue, though. And especially an epilogue in this movie. Because like, maybe like five minutes of it, though, would have been better. Five minutes where, the, where we see these characters like realizing... Fuck, we've got to move on. Like, and it, the quiet way they did it at first was kind of like, yes, they could have just almost just taken the first five minutes they had of this, and that could have been great. Um, instead, it goes on and they they loop it's around. There's, there's no music, which I thought right. was fantastic. It's really yeah. good. The ducking of the audio is just great. Like yeah. everyone is sobbing, they're in defeat, and no sound, just great. There there are sounds, but it's like subtle things, like a bike chain yeah. rattling or like water trickling, and like. They, they do it so well to just make you feel that like loss through the audio mm-hmm. being dropped. Uh, I like weird little masterpiece moment in these fucking movies is <laughs> like, wow, that they, they actually did something. And then it keeps going and ties like, <laughs> Hey, wait a minute. Let's actually like fix this. <laughs> and they're like, Oh, we could do that. Actually. Let's go. Let's go do that. So, and I and I I don't think we should like get too hung up on the details here because this twenty minutes is no, really sure. really simple. What it actually gets to, they yeah. they make a deal with Jaime to get back to the digital world. <laughs> Finally, like this is one thing I've been saying the show should do forever, um, and or movies, uh, and like uh, <laughs> whatever they are. The, the only the only thing that matters um, in terms of who goes is that um, Mako is too in grief and like self hating to go. But the rest of them, with the help of Jaime, 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 get go to the digital world. Um, Does and then, Mako not go because TK convinces her? She feels guilt because she knew that she was the cause of all the corruption from the beginning. Because when she first found Makoman, Makuman, she was corrupted to begin with. Yeah. So she knows that like her being here caused all this to happen. But she does decide to go. She just decides to go too late. So she runs to go join them, is. and then okay. they've already gone. Um, and then we have so so well well so they go through the portal, and they have this kind of like really good, but like they 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 their digi vices don't work anymore, and they're like, oh, we can't go through the portal, or we can't create a a, a portal to go to the digital world. And then Himi shows up, and she's like, why well, have a new digi vice? The D three model X. Look at this thing. And what's weird is and they know it's a D three before. Like Sushi shows, they're like, huh, a D three. They know it's a D three. They don't. It's just it, like when, like when they do that flashback with Makuman. Makuman. They don't clarify if Makuman had the Digivice on her. It just kind of shows up in Mako's hand. They don't clarify like, is this something that occurs with the Digimon? Is this something that you have beforehand, or is it naturally occurring? None of that shit. It's just like here are these devices. Here you go. Um, but so they give it to Izzy. Izzy connects it to his computer, and he creates this portal, and it has this very kind of touching moment to. Uh, uh, this kind of big glowing portal that the digidestin step into and it levitates them all up into the air and it teleports them into the digital world and then you look at that you're like ah that's a great ending to this movie too yeah i'm a much prefer this epilogue great movie's over and then you look at the timestamp again and there's <laughs> 10 more minutes left yeah it's still not over somehow yeah they really stretched out that last 20 minutes too because it feels like it just keeps going 
I, I, I mean, they do eventually meet their baby Digimon again. Um, yes. I think that yes. would have been a great way to start another movie, though, or even maybe like show them get there and then like cut it off before they actually interact. Like, yeah, and instead, they don't get a lot. Anyways. They don't get a lot, but it's still more. It's it's just like because of the pacing. Because of the pacing, it just it went on a little too long. Yes, but I think more importantly, we see this really weird looking like more anime than the rest of them like really anime looking dude um and then we've he, seen in the previous movies as uh, yeah well. I, yeah the alpha mon n- n- oh, no, no, no 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 the, the, that, the, that the, is something worth mentioning though is it is, oh the other guy <laughs> yeah. i got you okay uh, we, yes. well it, we, i think it's going to be a plot point later so i think it's yeah, worth mentioning but I think we, yeah I, I figured we could have mentioned it in the next movie we see it we see a digimon who is made we're told it's going to be important later basically they're like well who's that guy yeah. we don't Alpha have any information is fighting him. a guy with sword legs and they're yeah. like how did they mega evolve if the thing was rebooted and they're so that's a little weird that's all that is yeah it's it's too almost too vague to have any like real feelings on right yeah. now sure um, but but yeah i think the the, st- the stinger of this movie is that um he may shows up in the digital world and she she has a little smile at our weird our weird anime um background guy the strangest thing and i just can't tell if we're missing out because we haven't watched the cartoons but he takes off his weird over-the-top anime costume and is like (laughs) a ninja with a mullet underneath (laughs) turns into like a a street fighter character which it it does feel like that's supposed to be a knowing reveal i have (laughs) no concept what's happening here so weird for (laughs) us it's like have you ever seen that episode of, of justice league unlimited where the flash and lex Luthor trade yes, bodies yes. and then lex Luthor's like well at least i could find out who the flash's secret identity is and he takes the flash's costume off and he's like i have no idea who this is yeah, he's like looking in the mirror and he's just like <laughs> this does not help me <laughs> this yeah. is not good uh yeah that was dumb so yeah the movies don't tell us but the digivices are created in the digital world they're not of our world they are they are devices that come from the digital world. They come for when the eggs were created originally, and they when God only created them. homeostasis. They, well, right, <laughs> right some yeah, some exactly. being they like the digital the world guardians or something is what it's called. But they they are attached to the Digimon, who will also then find the Digidestined. And it, it does kind of support the idea that the, the digital realm existed without being created, right? Like it's like it's no, a, but they say explicitly that it was. Yeah, okay, okay. They say explicitly that the digital world in this movie they confirm that it was created via technology when technology started to be proliferated. It, but the it, it, it happened as a thing. Like it, it, it I, no I one like, manually created yeah, the digital no world. One programmed it was just no, like yeah. it, it was yeah. a natural occurrence. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So the, Nick, you're going to become like a Digimon super fan by I, the end of these movies. I don't know about I super fan, it. but I'm going to be way too aware of Digimon <laughs> it's lore. It's just going to tickle the back of your brain. Yeah, I am immediately dumping all this information out after after we're done with these podcasts. Is, I mean, sometimes you do it before the podcast. So hmm. I, I don't want to get into like too much of this stuff because I don't want it to spoil future movies. But the D3s were created by another Digimon, so <gasps> presumably Spoiler. as like. Well, no, like I think that they obviously understood the D3's existence in this movie. So I think that's something from the cartoon series that like they encountered previously. So uh, I, I don't think the D3's were um, I don't I don't think we're going to run into that in the future. I think that's a past thing. So um, hmm. hard to know. Hard to know because I'm kind of skimming the surface and trying not to get spoilered myself. But also. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still want to experience these movies blindly, you know? Um, yeah, my, I give it a two out of ten. 
Uh, of course. It's, oh, okay. It's, Your it's, favorite Digimon movie. Yeah, it's my favorite Digimon movie. It's, it does have really good scenes, which definitely give it a couple points. Um, like a really strong, yeah, um, sad baby scene, really strong fight with stakes that ends in a, in a tragedy. And one point for each of those, basically. Two out of ten. Okay. All right. Nick, how do you feel about it? I don't have a clever, like... How many? How many? D- <laughs> how many D3s devices? D three out of three. <laughs> yeah, um, it's the best Digimon delivery of a emotional subplot. Period. So, how many have we seen so far? This is our fourth Digimon movie, right? That's it. No, it's our fifth Digimon fifth movie. Digimon try movie, but I fr- yeah. Did we? Wa- yeah. Did we watch two? Because there's there's one, there's two, and then there's three, one, three, two, three, three. So it's fifth. The first two we All watched, right. I have so little memory of. I just remember them being a jumble of concepts. Yeah. it's so insane. Uh, I I don't know. I give it a, a a seven out of ten in Digimon ratings, which is like a three out of ten for all other movies. <laughs> Still pretty high. Yeah, all things considered, it's uh, yeah. I give the I give this a three out of six. So it's the third try movie out of six yes nice. <laughs> there it is very <laughs> fitting uh all right well is there any other thoughts on on our third digimon movie or digimon try movie i think i've said all i need to say yeah we've covered you it seem, you seemed ecstatic joe which is a first for these digimon it, movies it, i mean it, it was nice genuinely did it to not i was i was surprised especially that i enjoyed parts of it um but even to just like have something that was like good to chew on versus you know like Mm -hmm. it being bad but boring is really rough in a video game movie um when we watch a bad but boring movie i'm like please give me uva bowl please i'm just like (laughs) hungry for him at this point soon you're gonna have so much uva bowl your bowl's gonna be filled joe i'm gonna enjoy him at this point filled with uva yeah it's it's because i don't know it's like dullness is the worst kind of bad movie and the last few try movies but mainly because of the character well no it's actually a lot of reasons but the characters in the writing are really hard to care about but this movie focused so much more on the emotions of the digimon and mm-hmm. then also like made it very basically about mortality which is much more accessible for characters who essentially to me have very little character like lets them be it's, it's such an easy thing to be like oh we're afraid of death we're afraid of the death of our pets yeah. uh, it's it, it was a much easier concept to convey and they they did it well a, a number of times in this movie. Would you say that you're liking each movie more than the previous one? I did like the last one more than the other two. So yeah, I think they're getting better, but I don't know if that's a trend that will hold necessarily. Well, yeah, that, that's the question, right? Can they I keep think going up or not? It's probably circumstantial. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, although it does help, it does help that I'm like getting to know the characters. Like, I, regretfully, I'm getting to know them. I'm like, I can I can distinguish them slightly. Um, I wish that wasn't the case, but it is. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we've confessed our sins with Digimon Adventure Try Part 3. Uh, prepare to lose yourself when we watch Digimon Adventure Try Period Part 4 colon loss. <laughs> <laughs>